Yeah, some hip-hop jingle. Cool, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Walking Digital Corridors uh, with myself, Alex Abbott, the bearded sales guy, and... Jordan Abbott, the sales poet. And? You're on mute, gents. <laughs> Start the day off right. <clears throat> no, gents and Abbott, BDR at content.ai. Brilliant. Welcome, boys. So this morning, we are talking about how is your digital twin used to build trust with your network? So I, I think this is going to be an interesting conversation because we, we often kind of talk about this notion of having a digital twin in relation to the work that we do in sales, in B2B sales, you know, where we're trying to uh, develop our personal brands and use uh, social media platforms effectively, kind of replicating ourselves on social media. Um, but in order to kind of get the conversation going, I wanted to pose a few questions to you boys because you're kind of there working on the in the coal face on the coal face um and so what is a digital twin and how should one view their digital twin jordan yeah good question uh, a bit of a loaded question i think it's um i think as closely as possible it needs to represent you um of course not it's it's a bit of a balancing act because it is your whole self when you're thinking about your twin on linkedin for example you're not gonna you're not gonna share intimate details of your life like you know your last bowel movement or your your what you had for lunch not that you would on on other socials but it's it's um yeah i think you've got to think of it as a way of mirroring yourself on social and yeah. a way or digital should i say um and a way to sort of build your visibility there are i can't remember what the latest figure is for the number of linkedin users um i think well, bit a billion yeah I, I was gonna say I, I thought i saw a billion floating around obviously yeah what between one and three percent of those are actually posting but there's a lot of people that are active users i think it was around 17 18 percent mm. are consuming content so it's a great way to to build your visibility mm. just to jump in there as well sorry I'm, I'm i'm so used to teams where i can raise a hand that i'm actually raising my actual hand um no but no great point jordan i think to add to that as well right is I think you said it was kind of one in three posting, but it'd be interesting to find out actually of how many are posting content um, that kind of is authentic, is authentic in themselves. And it's not just maybe a repost or a company repost or, or something like that, right. Where they've actually maybe copied someone's article and just posted it themselves to share it. So it'd be interesting to actually see this split in the content. Um, it, it's a really good point. It, so it's 1% that post, um, but yeah, as you said, how many of those are actually creating the content themselves rather than just, you know, sh taking something out of their advocacy tool and, and putting it on LinkedIn? Mm. Yeah, that is a really good point. And when we think about the topic for today, 
um, you know, digital twin, how, how many how many people that post are actually behaving in a way that they would in real life? Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, I was just going to say, I, when, when we first started or when I first started out, it, it felt really unnatural. Um, and I think that's because I, I felt like I had to fit this sort of corporate mold. Mm. So what I was posting wasn't, it wasn't very engaging. It didn't really represent me and my beliefs and my passions. It was just I was doing it because I felt that that's what I should do. Um, yeah, and it you know it's not just about posting, uh, but before we go before we go there, which and we often talk about LinkedIn, but which platform should we be considering when we are uh, creating our our digital twin? Now let's you know before again before you answer that. Let's just kind of frame the fact that, um, uh, you know, certainly from my perspective, uh, you know, this notion of creating a digital twin is is a, is a true reflection of you, but digitally. Yeah. So, um, you know, Matt Dixon and the Jolt Effect, his latest research uh, 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 that, you know, kind of allowed him to then create the Jolt method um, you know, he talks about the importance of personal brand. Uh, he talks about, um, you know, the importance of personal recommendations in sales and high performers, uh, are salespeople that do provide those personal recommendations, but in order to, you know, in order to be credible, in order for those personal recommendations to land and your buyers to listen to you, you have to be credible and trustworthy. And in a world where we can't always be in person, meeting our buyers, our customers, in a world where we struggle to penetrate the zone of resistance, in a world where, you know, we're, um, you know, we really need to scale our outreach in a human authentic and genuine way you know creating one's digital twin i think is incredibly important and so what you know where do we create those digital twins not that we want multiple personalities but where you know there are multiple platforms you know which platform should we create our digital twin on if we're in a B2B sales environment? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things there. I think there needs to be a distinction between digital twin and personal brand. Um, and the reason I say that is because I think your personal brand, that's something that spans both the digital and physical. That's you, that's the way you in, engage with people. That's how you interact yeah. at events, that's how you, you you are perceived in meetings and all all the other things um so that's what encompasses your personal brand and i think your digital twin is is part of that personal brand and on that point i think it's crucial to consider that not all socials are created equally right yeah there's a lot of social platforms out there and a lot of 
platforms that you can use to to enhance your personal brand and and build your visibility but and engage with your yeah and engage with with your network but i think it can be overwhelming so really what you need to focus on is where is my audience who who do i want to engage with where are they and then be present there Mm. and uh, and engage on those platforms so i I think that's the real um determining factor yeah there's this idea of um outbound inbound and nearbound you know i think it's um we've often talked about the traditional sales funnel being obsolete somewhat broken when you think about conversion rates today and so you know it's hard not to think about for me where some of these social platforms that i use um where they might fit within a traditional sales funnel um but almost flipping that funnel on its head where do those social platforms fit when you know i I think about you know me each of you needing to amplify yourselves into your networks into your target audience going from visibility right through to more in-depth conversation meaningful relationship do you kind of see the digital platforms sitting somewhere within within that upturned funnel or or do you see it slightly differently jensen what's your what's your view on that great question um or do you spend all your time on linkedin and you don't care about other digital platforms no look i think it's a great question and and i mean me personally i spend a lot of time on linkedin but i think like i i i had a conversation um and obviously won't, won't name drop anyone but i had a conversation with someone actually the last week about how they can actually utilize youtube to create like youtube shorts um about the company maybe about the product just show like 10 to 30 second short videos that people can consume easily Mm. um and then we actually it kind of turned into a bit of a brainstorming session coming up with a kind of a name for the channel that sort of thing and and actually helping motivate that person to kind of think of these ideas and then it got me thinking of actually wow how can we actually then kind of teamwork to actually try and capture more people to then reach out, start conversations. Um, so no, great question. I mean, in all honesty, I, I I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and I don't, I know that I should harness other channels um, or maximize um, my opportunity within other channels. Um, and that's one thing that I need to do. What about, you know, cause I, I really hate calling social platform channels. You know, I think I think about um, social media platforms being places, you know, just like when we go to an event, there might be a networking environment. I mean, there might be it's the event itself. Then you've got a networking environment. You've got a conference hall and you've got like an ex, you know, a, a present, you know, there's a presentation going on. These are all different places where you have an opportunity to meet people uh, that you might want to engage in conversation with and potentially do do business with and so you know i i do try and think about 
LinkedIn as a place. All right, it's a big place, but there's so many different rooms within that place that you can go and venture into and have conversations in. The same for yeah. Twitter. The same for and I think that now that you mention it like that, it kind of is where right I can make the connection now. And it's like, actually, now that you've explained it like that, it makes a lot more sense to me, right? And actually being, uh, sorry, for the fact that I've also been to events and felt it, I kind of now understand what you mean with, obviously, with LinkedIn, it's having many different rooms, many different opportunities to insert yourself into networking opportunities, have conversations, that sort of thing. Um, but no, yeah, I think, I think that's a great point. And definitely, you mentioned Twitter. Again, it's um, I, I made a Twitter account and actually kind of fell off the face of the earth for a bit on Twitter. But actually, I then started to go back through Twitter and actually follow and have a look at some people that are that, that are within the uh, the same industry as me. And I actually found I got a little bit lost then just reading some tweets right around CMS and that sort of thing. And and then I actually found I got lost because obviously within Twitter, you've kind of got like the different threads or mm. X, shall we call it X, sorry. Um, you've got all the different threads. So I've, I found myself kind of clicking on one thread and then another and it all being linked. And all of a sudden I'm kind of I've taken this maze um, kind of to, to, to land me on a piece of content. Yeah. Um, well, you, you touch on an interesting point there, I think, you know, and again, trying to anchor down on on this notion of having a digital twin. I think if we've if if one, let's say, has developed their social profiles so that it represents them a true representation of them but is the authentic genuine them not the i'm a sales machine and i i'm like a dog with a bone i never let my buyer go you know which i think mm. some sales people are at the risk of doing inadvertently the way they talk about themselves and use social social profiles as a cv but um actually you know you touch on a good point there Jensen where you can get lost in the maze of social which is why I think we need a methodology and uh, for us and our digital we follow a series of steps systematically going into the rooms within each social platform um, with purpose knowing what we're going to do in each of those areas so that we can trust in that process and ultimately take steps towards achieving our objectives, which is usually, certainly for me, and I know for you too, is creating conversations with your target audience. Um, yeah. But on that point, Jordan, what, you know, what do you find works particularly well for you in that regard? In relation to creating conversations, in well with regards to maintaining focus as you're walking through these digital corridors of so of social media where you're you know where your, your network hides yeah so i mean just to echo your point i think it's it's really crucial to have an objective to have a direction to have something that that can keep you true and honest and not just scrolling through um so, you know, I, I set myself objectives of, okay, how many comments do I want to drop? How many pieces of engagements do I want to make? Um, how many posts do I want to react to? How many uh, 
X, Y, Z. I think it just sort of keeps me keeps me honest. Um, I was just yeah. going to then add in. So then, um, obviously, then I'm I'm guessing you then can see week after week that per kind of the amount of actions you do influences the conversations that you have, um, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I think you know, can we uh, stop switching? <laughs> Getting a bit dizzy, motion sickness. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just too carried away playing around with the uh, the views. I noticed. I noticed. Yeah, um, my, but... my my cat. My I would never be a cameraman. I don't think. No. Um, was that the ADHD kicking in? Just <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Um. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know I had it, George. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Um, no. I think, you know, setting those objectives and then me measuring or um, reporting relig religiously, sorry, um, just to ensure that you can identify any trends that, that are taking place. Um, you know, I, I noticed a, a little while back I, I wasn't making, well, I wasn't getting as many calls and as I look back at the data, the one difference in my behaviours was I wasn't making as many comments on on other people's posts. So um, that, yeah. was, that was the trend. That was what the data told me. Um, so then I, I ensured that I spent more time making comments. Mm. Yeah, that's good. It's a good point. So um, having the having the tools, having the having the data, having measuring those things that really matter to hold yourself accountable for doing doing those things mm. and um you know it really is important to insert yourself into as many conversations as possible on social media because it's those conversations those digital conversations that increase your chances of turning them into real life conversations on a call like this or in person. Mm -hmm. So I'm conscious yeah. of time. Let's wrap things up for this week. I think it's been an interesting conversation. Are there any takeaways that each of you, or, or give me one takeaway for anyone considering creating their digital twin? What, what should they be considering and what can they implement today that would have a positive effect on uh, generating conversations with their target audience. I've got one, um, and it's to do with the the um, digital twin and does it represent you? Now, when when doing a post, and if you want that post to be more genuine, I actually recommend in speaking into your phone and um, and having that kind of as your post, right? So it's actually coming from you um, yourself. Because I know recently I've seen a lot, lot of posts that is very um, kind of corporate driven or it's big words and, and all fancy jargon. That actually, your prospect isn't going to read. Uh, they just want your they want your viewpoint. They want your kind of um, your own your own judgment. Um, they want to know from you yourself. So give it a go. Speak into your phone um, for a post and see, see how that, that turns out. Yeah, it's authentic that way, right? Exactly that. Cool. Jordan? I think the best bit of advice is, um, what, what is it? 
how do you eat an elephant one piece at a time it it really doesn't have to be an overwhelming process it, it is on the face value on face value right um but start with just taking one step whether it be updating your tagline or changing your cover image or as you said just recording a quick video that's really authentic it's an iterative process and it's not a one-stop shop one-time thing you've done it and then and then you close that book it's a it's a constantly changing evolving thing as we are as people right it's a representation of us so just break it down one thing a day if you can and um and don't beat yourself up because you know we're not always going to get it right try things out and uh and optimize from that 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 reminds me of is it the, yeah. the horse the fox i can't remember the name of the book what's the fox the mole oh, what? but it was the the boy says to the horse he was like i can't see i can't see where i'm going and the horse said can you see one step in front and the boy said yes so the horse turned around and said just keep taking one step keep putting one foot in front of the other um but yeah yeah nice nice and mine would be um think, think about your social profile uh as if you were having an in-person conversation with someone when you're having that in-person conversation would you talk about how great you are and throw a brochure in the face or would you have this sort of more genuine, authentic conversation that kind of tells them a little bit about you in a natural and authentic way? And I think that if uh, if if you do that on on social media, on your Tim profile, your Twitter profile, any other profiles that you might have digitally, it will encourage your audience to read on and want to learn a bit more about you. And that will increase uh, your chances of having a conversation with them, which is ultimately what you want if you're in B2B sales or any sales role. Cool. With that, um, that brings us to a close for this week's episode of Walking Digital Corridors. If you're available tomorrow at 1 p.m. UK time, we are having our first ever F1 banter, live banter session. Uh, we're um, we're F1 fans. In case anyone didn't know that, and uh, me calling Jordan after the Jordan Racing Team and Jensen after Jensen Button might kind of be a, a bit of a tell. Um, <laughs> their younger Jim, Jim, brother, yeah, it was going to be called Lewis, um, but that would break the day theme, right? Could have called him Jacques after Jacques Villeneuve. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jacques or Jacques? Or is, that the, is that the French pronunciation? Is that the French in you there, John? Yeah, I, I may have been butchering it. But... <laughs> cool. Anyway, if you are around at 1pm tomorrow UK time, we look forward to seeing you. Otherwise, we'll see you next week on Walking Digital Corridors. Take care, all.